He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. Hey, it's Sam from Chevelle. How you doing, Andy? Hi, Sam. I'm doing great. It's uh, nice to hear from you again. How are things in your world? Uh, actually, pretty good. Um, it's been... <laughs> It's been really great to play new songs, honestly. Optimism yeah. is such a wonderful thing in this day and age. Yeah, it's hard to come by. No doubt. Well, Laser's proud to present the return of Chevelle next Tuesday night, September 21st, at the Horizon Event Center in support of the band's new album, Neradius. Is this your first time out since the pandemic started last year? Yeah. I mean, first first tour, we played, uh, we played four shows before this tour started, um, random festivals and stuff. But yeah, we went like 600 and something days. Between uh, actually playing shows, I think it was even longer than that. I think it was closer to 700. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I mean, everyone's in the same same boat, just trying to find some degree of normalcy, I suppose. Well, you alluded to the fact that it's really nice for you guys to be able to play some new songs. For us, you know, it's just nice to be around people again. And I'm guessing you're hearing similar feedback to what us radio folks are hearing. We really missed the element of live shows, not just for the music, but the camaraderie of the shared experience, you know? Oh, that's an entirely true. I mean, we're we're a species that needs to be around people. <laughs> people need to be around people. We're like horses, but different. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, another thing that's you know been largely universal when talking to people about the last 18 months or so are the silver linings we find in such difficult times. Things like reconnecting with spouses, kids, friends, uh, slowing life down just a little bit, finding or rediscovering hobbies we can do with the extra time and the limited movement. Are you in that camp, Sam, or did the idle time impact you more negatively? Um, yeah, I think both. You know, it, it is hard to find because the the process of writing music is you write and then you record and then you play it out. So it, it was really difficult to sort of navigate that, not having that music part of it just come to fruition at the end. So, so I think I battled that a little bit, but it was nice to be with my kids and um, to do that kind of stuff. I told my wife though, I said, you know, once we end up, you and I finally end up in a hotel room overnight without the children. I'll know the pandemic's over. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Absolutely, my man. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah it's hard to find somebody to watch three little kids these days. <laughs> you and I are in the exact same boat, my friend. I got three of my own at ages 11, 8, and 5. Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. Yeah, but but all of it is, is good. I'm learning new things and everything. So, um, yeah. I mean, everything's everything's positive. I just just hope that we're going forward is all. Right, me too. Let's forget about all the COVID stuff for a bit, Sam. Aside from mm-hmm. that situation and all the circumstances that are affecting business as usual, when it comes to Neradius, how has this cycle compared thus far when thinking back on 20-plus years and nine album releases in that span? I mean, it, it's been really kind of interesting because we do these shows, and usually it's pretty traditional. You go to see a band, you're like, hey, play the old stuff, don't play your new record, we don't know that one yet or whatever, but we've kind of had the opposite where people really wanted us to play more music off of Neradius, which has been nice. Um, in a 20-song set, we usually do about four new songs, three or four new songs, so uh, it, we have enough music and enough time that we can kind of get a little something from everything. So in that way, it's been it's been really been really great it's been different and uh i think this album is everything that we know about music so far 
and we just really wanted to do something that was pushing our creative envelope a little bit, but still keeping it melodic. And so you can sing along to it, I guess. Sure. You know, I I know there was a little bit of apprehension from Pete early on. He wasn't sure if people would uh, would be into the album, and I, I'm not sure if those are exact words. I may just be paraphrasing mm-hmm. there, but I think there was a little bit of apprehension because you guys were trying a few new things there. Is your sense that people are connecting to these songs more individually, or do you think the collective? Do you think Neradius is is an idea that people are grasping onto and they dig? Well, I hope that it, that it's both, but. I do see that. I think he was talking when he was saying, I hope people get this record. I think it's more about the idea that rock music as a genre, where we're getting so much crossover between country and pop and hip hop and all that stuff that it's, it's sort of blurring the lines. And um, so you wonder if sort of, I don't want to say traditional rock music, but if rock music as a whole is still going to connect, you just don't know. And, and it has. And I think that, um, I do like the fact that people are taking to heart the sort of Neradius idea that nothing is real and this is a simulation, that it, it is a possibility. And when you start to, to dive deep down into that, you realize, like, yeah, man, like, this is it's a much more better possibility that we're in a simulation, some sort of computer simulation, than if this is actually happening. And when you think about just the idea that Earth is even allowed to exist all these years without just being pummeled by space rocks that <laughs> we were able to get to this point in in a, in a culture. It's kind of amazing. I know I'm going deep there, but not I really. Know, I sit, sit there I'm, in my bunk and I think about this kind of thing at night. I'm with so. you, man. I mean, this invisible uh, force field around the uh, around planet Earth that's protecting us from all these, as you say, space rocks and such. But for more than anything, I think people, even if they don't completely buy in on the idea of the simulation theory, they probably look for some sort of an escape in a time like we're living right now, don't you think? Sure, absolutely. I think that that's a that's a good thing, and I, I think it will go a little bit further. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of hobbies to be had these days to keep you uh, doing something positive and not something negative. And I mean, I use uh, I use motorcycling. I, I love to travel by motorcycle. It's a very individual thing, camping, um, stuff like that. And I mean, it's so it's just a completely another uh, world to be to be on a motorcycle traveling across or even just going for a daily ride. And and that's just like, it's just one thing. I have, I have 20 different hobbies that I like to do. So th- there's just lots of options to get yourself out of whatever it is that you're in. It's these hobbies, these simple pleasures. I mean, music's a big one for me, obviously, and for you as well. It makes me wonder if nothing is real and this is a simulation and I'm offered a red pill and a blue pill, do I really want to take that red pill? You know what I mean? I do. I know exactly what you mean. Right. Yeah. Chevelle drummer Sam Leffler is my guest today. Laser is proud to present the return of Chevelle next Tuesday night at the Horizon Event Center alongside Stellar Circuits, who I'm not familiar with. Are they on with you the entire leg of this tour? Yeah, although we're only doing 10 headline shows and then seven festivals. So it's been, uh, so they're kind of in and out uh, every day. And um, it's also like, we normally have two bands uh, playing with us, but we could only find one because with everything, the way everything went, it's hard to find bands these days that are 
it's just hard to find them, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, because they don't have agents and things like that. So, so it's definitely difficult to, to find. I mean, we were glad that we found one that we liked. So <laughs> at that point, we were like, oh, okay, we're, we're doing well. Well, I mean, if they're good enough for Chevelle, they got to be good enough for us. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, people like, they like what they like. We try to bring out something different than, you just don't want to bring out just the traditional kind of thing. We try to bring out something different sort of to expand ourselves and, and everybody else. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully people like it. That'd be good. You and I spoke back in March, and one of the items I wanted to touch on was the instrumental tracks that serve as uh, transition pieces, I guess you could say, but feel as though they could have stood on their own had lyrics been written and vocals recorded. Is the sequencing of this album and the inclusion of these instrumentals indicative of any kind of direction you think Chevelle might be headed in the future, or did it just feel right for Neurotius? I think it just felt right for Neurotius. We had a lot of music to choose from for this album. And we, you know, we didn't, we don't just like record 20, 25 songs and then pick the best ones. We, we demo stuff and, and then the stuff that you want to do sort of floats to the top. So, um, but yeah, there's a song called Baruch, uh, on this album and it's just an instrumental and actually Pete has a full set of lyrics to it as well, which we thought that might be kind of cool someday to just maybe put out on YouTube that song with the set of lyrics that he wrote. But yeah, I mean, there's a really special part of music where a singer can pull back and let the music do its thing so that they're not singing over every single part of the music. And I think that's a difficult thing for people to find. And sometimes it's just it's like you just don't need a melody there. And like I said, it's hard for people to know that. Well, because they're used to one thing. I will say, I mean, having grown up in the era I did, there were plenty of bands that were doing amazing instrumental pieces. Metallica comes to mind right off the top of my head. You you could count on an instrumental every single album of theirs, and they didn't necessarily need lyrics or, or vocals at all because the melody was the instrumentation, you know? It was almost a hook right. in itself. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I think that that's a special thing in... Uh... It's just, you just have to convince the singer to shut up. <laughs> yeah, good <laughs> luck with that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's funny. The onus is on his brother, by the way, to tell him to shut up. Nobody else will. That's right. That's right. Uh, love it. The writing of Neurotius was essentially finished by the time the pandemic hit, from what I understand. I, I know the mm-hmm. focus right now is on Neurotius, Sam, but have there been any new song ideas in recent months and days? Yeah, I mean, Pete's always writing. So if we have time that we're not rehearsing for a show, we're sort of always writing. So uh, we have definitely have plans for another album. So I'm excited about that, but you, you have to transition from the touring mind space and the truth is, is that Pete and he plays every single day. He sings every day and he plays guitar 365 days a year to be prepared to be able to do this stuff live. It's that much, it's that difficult. And, um, and I, I don't play as much as he does, but we, you know, just our rehearsals even more off. We play a couple times a week together and, uh, it just takes that much to be able to do it well. And sometimes I see other bands and I'll, I'll look at them and they, either you're not rehearsing together or you're always terrible. <laughs> That's hmm. your options. <laughs> no in between. Yeah. Exactly. So, 
We're excited to see you guys on Tuesday night at the Horizon Event Center. Stellar Circuit's the opening act, and we've got the ticket info in case you don't have yours yet at laser1033.com. Sam, I mentioned the fact that you and Pete have been at this for over 20 years, which is a really notable achievement. And I think we're all kind of in a similar age group here. So speaking of achievements, this month marks the 30th anniversary of a bunch of influential albums from bands we love. Nirvana's Nevermind, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, Metallica's Black Album, GNR's Illusions, Ozzy's No More Tears, and I think even Pearl Jam's 10 was just a couple weeks ago, late, late August. I don't know about you, but for 1991 might be one of the best for people our age in terms of our musical journeys. Well, what do you think? I mean, I literally remember where I was for half of those albums when I first heard them, when they came out, when I bought them, those kinds of things. So I agree with you. Like That is... 1991 was a big one. Those are all very important, influential albums for sure. And we didn't know it at the time, you know, we, like we didn't, we just didn't know it. I heard blood sugar, sex, magic coming home. My buddy just handed me the tape. He's like, yeah, this came out last week. You should listen to it. And I got it. I just understood what it was. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's really amazing that those things came out all so near each other. I mean, pretty mind-blowing. And you're right, we didn't know at the time, but I do remember distinctly how some of these things made me feel the first time I heard them. I mean, I'm sure you had the same experience with something like a Smells Like Teen Spirit. I think everybody did, right? Yeah, I remember, and I remember watching MTV at my buddy's house, and um, Smells Like Teen Spirit had been out for probably at that point for a couple of months. And I remember that they had some special little program on it where they went through all the lyrics and did like a little ping pong ball above the lyrics as the, <laughs> as the video went. Yeah. And it was the first time I'd ever seen that. And I was like, wow, that is a lot of airtime and effort for one song. And now, you know, 30 years later, that is one of the most influential songs of all time. And I think they recognized that, you know, with only a few months into that album, that that was where it's going to be. And you think about Kurt Cobain as a person, you know, having the life that he had in Seattle and watching that and seeing that come across MTV, he must have been must have been stunned and probably not in a good way. No, <laughs> like, that oh, punk shit, rock kid never would have this. imagined. Yeah, he's like, now I got to live up to this. You're kidding me? Yeah, it's there's all some, downhill from there. something to be said about putting added uh, pressure on oneself uh, once they reach a pinnacle like that, but. You know, come to think of it, who knows where that band would have gone? I mean, we would never, right. maybe, maybe never would have had a Foo Fighters for that matter if Nirvana had kept on, right? I, that's accurate. Agreed. Yeah. What a world we live in, right? Uh, Sam Leffler is the drummer from Chevelle, and we are very excited to have the band back in town. I couldn't even remember the last time you guys were here. It's been a few years for sure. Um, was it the State Fair show? God, I don't remember, Sam. It's been a little while. Yeah, it might have been. I have to look at my at my schedule. I, I mean, that's where it's been thousands and thousands of shows at this point. I have to, I have to have these references to be able to go back and figure it all out. I mean, we collect our set list from every show so that we go through these places and we don't have to, we don't have to try and remember what did we open with last time? What did we play? Did we do this many songs from Wonder What's Next? And that kind of thing. So, I mean, it's good. It's a, it's a good, it's a good reference so that you are doing something different. 
it kind of helps. Well, I mean, you said it earlier, what was it, 700 days maybe since you guys had been on a stage? And, I mean, I know how excited you guys are to get back out and kick ass again. We're really excited to all get together in a room and enjoy the music of Chevelle next Tuesday night. Cool, man. Well, thanks for your time. I appreciate it very much. And uh, give my best to Pete, and we'll see you guys here very soon. Will do. Thanks so much. All right, buddy. Take it easy. Okay, cheers.